This morning, I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of God's word. You know, that's the tradition of Grace Assembly. When we approach the altar of the Lord, for what saith the Lord? This morning, my text is simple. It is familiar to all of you. It is Philippians 4, verse 6. I read from the New King James Version of the Bible. Can you read with me? One, two, three, go. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto God. It says, stop fretting about everything. Pray. And I've been talking about prayer. And I said to you, not all prayer is prayer. And not all sacrifice is sacrifice. A lot of things that people call prayer, God is not even paying attention. For God is saying that if you're really going to pray, lace it with thanksgiving. And the reason why thanksgiving is not common is people think thanksgiving is when you have everything that your heart desires. It did not qualify it. It said anybody that wants to pray, pray with thanksgiving so that your request is made known to God. You can make a request, but God doesn't know about it. And God doesn't regard it. The New Living Translation says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Some people, because they're still starting out in life, some people, because they still have one or two struggles, think that Thanksgiving, what do I really thank God for? The Bible says all he has done. All can be small. All can be big. All can be incomplete. It's like an uncompleted building. But you must thank God for what? All he has done for now. Father, this morning, we go into the word of God. I entitled this word, Understanding Thanksgiving the more. Father, illuminate our hearts. Let it be that when we kneel down to pray, go to God in prayer, our prayers and our requests be known to God. That you will have regard for what we're talking to you about and that you respond with the speed only God has the capacity to move with. Thank you for everyone. Let no one go back the way they came. Bless this word in our heart and let it produce fruit to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Take a comfortable seat. I think the hall is a bit cooler this week because I understand that last week some people were hot. We're working to make sure that things are better. And the Thanksgiving committee, they're working to make sure it even gets better and better. I want to thank God for you. Praise God. Help me look at anybody. Say, so you're comfortable? You're good? Glory to God. Some people even have personal fan here. Some people have personal fan. I don't know who they are, but I can see them. It is Men's International Day. It is women that have personal fan. Oga. Oga. But I'm not looking at any direction. Women are in charge of the kitchen, so you respect yourself when you want to talk. Otherwise, you lose weight. So this morning, I'm talking to you about understanding Thanksgiving the more. Somebody say the more. Say the more. You know what that means? You know a bit about Thanksgiving, but you need to know 
the more about it. You know where arrogance starts and what arrogance does it, it cancels you from benefiting from the graciousness of God. And arrogance is always based on the supposition that you know or you know more than everybody else. So when we say Thanksgiving, everybody goes to sleep. Say, so what does he want to talk about Thanksgiving? I want to talk about something today that's going to take you by surprise. And as it takes you by surprise, I pray it propels you to make the adjustment so you will see the speed with which you speak in prayer and God answers. He says, what they're speaking, I will answer them. Before they finish, I will perform what they said. That will be your experience, my experience in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, can I tell you something? God is not deaf. And God does not need you to persuade him to bless you. That is his disposition. It is the good pleasure of God to give you the kingdom. He gives us all things that pertain to life and godliness. At the, break, uh, at the uh, breakthrough prayers for success in business, I show them that the scripture says, have faith in God who gives us everything we need to enjoy life. It's true, it's in the Bible. It said God that gives us everything we need to enjoy life. Nobody needs to beg God or persuade God. God is good and his mercies endure forevermore. I had a conversation with my little son. I said, he asked for, I like Ribena. I like Ribena, not the one that you have mixed. That's what Pastor Romy and Pastor Kola like. I like the one I mix myself. It's my favorite drink. And you're thinking at 61, you're still drinking Ribena. Mind your business. Stay in your lane. Let me stay in my lane. Hello. I said, hello. Leave me alone. And so he came to me and said, Daddy, can I have Ribena? I said, yes. Then I said, he mixed Ribena. I said, please. When you ask me for something, ask me with confidence. Ask me on the basis you know I love you to the moon and back. In fact, quote myself, I said, I will take a bullet for you anytime. Don't ask me. Ask me. That is what makes me Ask me like you know I love you. When you want Rabina, I said, right now. I said, sure. Mix for two self. Let's have fellowship. That is a man. There is no love I have that can compare for the, with the love God has for you and I. I cancel every religious understanding and doctrine that does not represent the person of God. Let God be true and every man that says God, we need to beg him. Let every voice that says that be silenced in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. None of us asked for salvation. None of us paid for our salvation. He did it when we were yet sinners. So when it comes to prayer, Listen to me, God is changing gear. I hope none of us will be left behind. It has to do with thanksgiving. He said, say it with thanksgiving. The New Living Translation says, and thank him for all he has done. Remember that not every prayer is a prayer. Prayer that is not riding on the back of thanksgiving may not qualify as a prayer before God. I'm going to say that again. On the strength of these two scriptures, and thank him for all he has done. Even if compared to your mates and your friends, what God has done for you may look minuscule or, or, or insignificant. It says thank him nonetheless for all he has done. 
Not every prayer is a prayer. And prayer that is not riding on the back of thanksgiving may not qualify as a prayer before God. Thanksgiving is a prayer. That's why some people call it the prayer of thanksgiving. But thanksgiving is an incredible kind of prayer. Yoruba sokbe eni to ba dupe ore ni ari omirogba the person ore ano he eni to ba dupe ore ano aro miba you see as he come to the fan group i to come and receive some guidance praise god <laughs> the person that has enough sense and i say that seriously because it is actually ridiculous and senseless to be asking God for more when you have not thanked him for what he has done. It is an insult to divinity. Let's not do it anymore. It's in our culture that if you don't thank God for what you, you are not qualified for the next one. Thanksgiving is an incredible kind of prayer. The communion this morning, the Lord told me, make it a communion of thanksgiving. Shoto. Ah, communion of the grace of God. Communion of the power of God. Communion of healing. Uh -huh. What about communion of thanksgiving? And that's what the Lord told me. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to read it from John chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. This is Jesus and his attitude towards thanksgiving. And this Jesus is the son of God and equal to God. But this is how he related to God, the father. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he said, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip for he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. Even if we worked for months and we saved all that money, we wouldn't even we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. What was Philip saying? Your problem is out of proportion. And a lot of us feel like that. If I look at my chances of getting a job with my CV, what are the chances of me building a house with the way my life is? It says, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. He was talking to Jesus. Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, there is a boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. Philip said, the problem, your problem is too bad, Jesus. Then when Andrew came, it kind of seemed like he was going to say something positive. He said, there's a boy that has this. But he spoiled it by saying, but what good is that with this huge crowd? What good is that little money in your account based on how much money you're owing? Jesus heard both of them. Two is a number of witness. 
that's the attitude of man when we have insurmountable problems when our mates have left us so far behind we, this is how we see it so this text was not about Jesus it was about us even if we worked for months we would not have enough money some people say even how fast will I run before I can catch up with my mates if you are 48 you are not married yet you know life will tell you that even if you got married how will you catch up? Andrew came along and sounded like he was going to say something that will encourage Jesus. He says there's five loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? What good is your profession of faith in the space of what is going on in Nigeria? What are the chances that you have? What good? I am not talking about you. I'm talking about us. If you measure where you're at compared to where you ought to be or where you want to be, come on now, can I get a witness? It looks like what good can this effort I'm making? How can it really change things? You know what Jesus said? He cancelled all the voices. Verse 10. They said all this. The next thing Jesus says is, tell everyone to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. The men alone numbered about 5,000. Your problem is not 500, it's 5,000. How many of us in the face of what we're facing can have the attitude of silencing all the voice of reasoning. The reason is not terrible. The reason is, is, is sequential. The reason is rational. The reason makes sense. How many of us can ignore all that and say just tell people to sit down? Hmm. I'm talking about learning Thanksgiving the more. Then Jesus took the insignificant took that which was derided took that which looked like an indictment to his faith and his ministry after all you said God sent you God is with you he took the loaves I want to ask you when he took the loaves what do you think Philip was thinking what do you think Andrew was thinking you know sometimes when you take your faith and you take a position People that have no faith and they don't know God think you're a joker. If we work for months, all of us, 12 plus you, Jesus, we can't solve this problem. What is the little shake, what do you call it, shekere or shekere that you have? Tashere, what is this tashere education? Tashere money. See, my car is getting old. When I go, I don't look at car shops when I'm passing by. Exchange rate has taught me to look straight. <laughs> Any money I have is tashere compared to a new car. Uh -huh. So I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about us. When you took the tashere loaves and fish, what do you think they were thinking? What do you think they were saying? Men, 
but God too was watching. And the Bible says he gave thanks to God for what looked like an indictment to all the labor of his ministry. What looked like God was not with him. What looked like something bound to end in public disgrace. Three days they hadn't eaten anything. No town, no city around this one. You will carry dead body, Jesus. It's true, they were days away from any kind of civilization. You will carry dead body. You are taking loaves. You are taking fish. Five loaves. I'll be how many loaves, self? And he gave thanks. A lot of people come to church, you don't understand Christianity. Christianity is not about logic. It's about God and having faith in God. Two of his best friends, and they meant no evil, and they extrayed his position and told him, your situation is hopeless. Any which way we look at it, you're a loser. He didn't answer them. He said, tell them to sit down. Oh, I'm preaching volumes this today. He that had an ear, let him hear what is me. Then he took the objects of ridicule. The object of insufficiency. The object that makes a man feel like your life is not coming together. And he lifted it up and gave thanks to God. And he distributed to the people. And afterward, he did the same with the fish. The way he thanked God for the loaves is the same way he thanked God for the fish. We're not rich anywhere. And the Bible says they all ate as much as they wanted. 5,000 of them. Verse 12 says, And after everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, Now, gather the leftover. How can there be leftover to five loaves and two fish? What you call tashere is going to be good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Why would the Lord say to them, now gather the leftovers? The same you that told me my tashere life is going to end in disgrace. The same you that said, I can't make it. Gather the leftovers. There are some people you are going to send them a, a stupid errand. Not because you're stupid. The errand will show their stupidity when they judge your faith. Go and gather the leftovers. So they picked up the pieces and to their surprise it filled 12 baskets with scraps left over by people that eaten to their fill. Because somebody called Jesus who was an assignment from his father. He didn't do it on his own. He wasn't trying to prove anything. Got to a position that it looked like disgrace was imminent. And his voice told him, 
it's not going to work. Can I tell you, some people have told me it's not going to work. But I'm still here. When people think it's not going to work, they have different reactions. He says, go and pick up the leftovers. That is the only thing I'm going to say to you. The leftovers will preach the sermon to you. I'm talking about the prayer of thanksgiving. In the face of imminent disgrace. It looked like all that God gave him to feed 5,000 people. Was this loaves and this fish. Five loaves and two fish. I did a little arithmetic. Let me excite you about it. 5,000 people. Let's use five loaves to indicate each loaf. Eh? 1,000 naira. Hmm? The problem, I want to assess the problem in the naira that you understand. So the five loaves will represent 5,000 naira. That was one boy's lunch. So in the situation, what you needed was 5,000 per person. Because this was a little boy's lunch. So we use 5,000 to capture what it takes to feed somebody in that situation. And feeding them was your responsibility. And it was long overdue. It's like your credit card bill. It's like your rent long overdue. You said they have been with me for three days. There's no hope. They don't even have enough strength to go back to where they came from. If I don't do something, they die in the process. They, they become epileptic. All kinds of medical situations will occur. So I can't even, I've got to do it now. And so we're talking about 5,000 times 5,000. I did the maths. No, five loaves and two fish, 7,000. Five for the fish, for the loaves, two for the fish. So it took 7,000, we use that quantum, to measure what will solve the problem of 5,000 people. I did the math. 7,000 times 5,000 is 35 million. So the problem of Jesus was like a man that had 7,000 in his account and he needed 35 million. And a pair of thanksgiving changed the trajectory. And after the problem was over, 12 basketful left by he that had an ear. About thanksgiving, let him hear. I'm going to read to you again Matthew 15 verses 32 to 38 from the New Living Translation, the feeding of the 4,000. Then Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days and I have had nothing and they have, they, they have nothing left to eat. I feel sorry for them. That's how the Lord feels about people that follow him. He says, I don't want to send them away hungry. God is not going to send you away empty-handed in Jesus' name. It says, or they will faint along the way. You see, the Lord anticipates the trouble we're going to face if he doesn't sort us out. So somebody, I want you to receive the comfort of the Lord that God is working on your case. Can you say amen? amen. The disciples replied, the concern of the Lord, where would we get enough food here in the wilderness for such a huge crowd, for such a big problem? Who can help you? With this, your big problem. Even a bank may not be able to help you. And Jesus said, 
as if you didn't hear what they said how much bread do you have <laughs> i'm sure they first laughed and they replied seven loaves and a few small fish they had to add small to the fish so jesus told all the people to sit down on the on the ground he did not respond to how little god seemed to have given him in the face of a gigantic problem that's the problem with a lot of us the size of your problem is what dictates your response the size of your problem is not what should dictate your response it is the sufficiency of god bible says we are not sufficient of ourselves but our sufficiencies is of god jesus replied understanding the sufficiency of his sufficiency was of god so jesus verse 35 told all the people to sit down on the ground he didn't reply them many of us we, we go to social media and you begin to talk to people about your problem you begin to listen to them listen why talk to people about your problem when they have no means of helping you or solving the problem it's just rubbish you just banter talk 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 and they nullify your faith and you stop coming to church what's what's all this about jesus did not answer that he just told all the people to sit down and then he took verse 38 the seven loaves on the fish and did what and thanked god for them sometime you can empty the dirty notes in your pocket and put it on your bed and thank god for them your landlord is knocking on the door just thank god for them you see it sounds very foreign a lot of people you're looking at me and say if not that you read this thing from scripture i'll fight with you can you thank god for that i should argue with god i should be annoyed with god how can you give me so little in the face of so much it happened to jesus hello it happened to who it happened to jesus the only difference is your response is poor and the response of the lord was good the result was 12 basket full left over and god is the same yesterday today and forever god he never changes what are your hands doing he never changes he just changes situations then he took the seven loaves and fish he did what others would not do i may not understand this seven loaves and small fish but i give thanks for them it takes somebody that believes that god is good no matter what to give thanks for something ridiculous like this he gave god he, gave, he thanked God for them. He didn't say thank God. He thanked God for them. And broke them in pieces. He gave to disciples who distributed the food to the crowd. Bible says verse 37. They all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were 4,000 men who were fed that day in addition to all the women and children. So, if there were seven loaves 
and few small fish. I ignored the fish. And each loaf, we put it at 1,000 naira. To every person, every man there, there were 4,000 men. Let's say he needed 7,000 to solve the problem that was his because he led them. Then the figures would be 7,000 naira times 4,000. That's 28 million. Not counting the women and the children. I'm putting it in living figures to you that this is exactly what happened. God gave Jesus only 7,000 in the face of a 28 million naira problem in public. And yet, he took the 7,000 and thank God for them. The rest, you know, is history. And the rest could be a good history for us as well. I want you this morning to stand to your feet. I want you to pray and say, Lord, I have heard about who you are. And I've understood these things even the more. And I will no longer judge you by what I have in front of me. I will focus on your sovereignty, on your goodness, on who you are. Notwithstanding the situation I face or I find myself. I want you to pray. Say, the voices that tell me my problems are insurmountable, I will no longer be hearing those voices anymore. I want you to pray honestly and repent and say, Lord, I must have offended you so many times. The songwriter says, I have made you too small in my life. Oh Lord, forgive me. I have believed in a lie. But you cannot help me. In my heart, oh Lord, forgive me. And I have believed in the lie that you were unable to help me. But
this morning you have heard the word of God. And you're here this morning thinking, this is my story. It doesn't have to remain your story if you change your attitude. No matter how little is left, learn to give God thanks. Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. By the correction that comes from your word, how that our prayer must ride on the voice of a heartfelt thanksgiving, no matter the situation, that we will begin to get better results in our communication with you that we call prayer. Thank you for the change. Thank you for how things are going to change. I give you all the praise. I give you all the glory. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray this morning. If you are glad for this word this morning, just help me celebrate the Lord if you are glad this morning. God bless you. You may be seated. It is for this reason again that we must thank our Thanksgiving committee leading us to do what actually makes prayer work. To lace our requests with Thanksgiving. Hallelujah.